In the name of Jesus, Amen. Dear saints of God, Merry Christmas. Christ is born. The long-expected One. The Savior. The One who will save us from sin and from death and from the devil has come. And we are the recipients of His birth and His life and His death, His mercy and His forgiveness. And for that reason, we rejoice and are glad this night. We have a Merry Christmas. And not only tonight... But every day of our lives is marked with this joy until the Lord Jesus brings us at last to life eternal. To the gift that He won for us in His birth. But how the Lord has accomplished all of this for us, His mercy and His love and His forgiveness, is a bit of a shock. Our God, after all, is completely unpredictable. We forget that on nights like tonight. Uh, the, the nights like Christmas Eve are always filled with so much tradition. There's so many things that are the same. The, the same pew and the same candles and the same hymns and the same faces. Most of us have heard the texts that we heard, especially the Gospel account from the Gospel of Luke, so many times that we can almost repeat it. And it seems normal to us, even though it's special. It's familiar It's no surprise at all. And there's a bit of a problem because we can't go back. We we can't go back to the time when we had never heard this gospel reading before. There's no pretending like that, not in the Lord's church. But we should at least know that this is a shocking text. It's full. It's full of surprises. Not at the beginning. In fact, it starts off quite normal. We'll pick it up in verse 4, Luke chapter 2. And Joseph went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with his wife Mary, or his betrothed Mary, who was with child. So far, so good. Nothing out of the ordinary, not yet. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Now, this is a little bit exciting. It's always exciting uh, having a baby when you're on vacation or traveling somewhere. This is maybe going to be a a little bit different than they expected. But still, things are normal. It's in the realm of our own human experience. And she gave birth, this is verse 7, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. That's good. And wrapped him in swaddling clothes. That's normal enough. And she took him and she laid him in a food trough. What? I mean, pretend like you were hearing this for the first time. Just pretend like. What are you talking about? Everything was going along so well, so smoothly, and then pow, right between the eyes. This is not going to be a normal thing. This is not a normal birth. It's not a normal child. It's not a normal event. This is not a normal family. It's like me standing up here and telling you about what we had for dinner. First we had some salad and then we had some, some baked ham and potatoes and all the, all over the top we sprinkled deep fried pine cones. We love it. What? That's just, it's not normal. It is not normal that you put a baby in a feeding trough. 
Luke tells us why. Because there was no place for them in the end. And this is when we start to realize how shocking this story is. Because we know who this child is. We know that this is Jesus. This is God in our flesh. This is our Messiah and our Savior and the King of the universe. This is God in the flesh. And we know where He should be. He should be at least in a house. If not in a palace. He should have the finest of clothes and the finest of food and the best of care and all of the comforts that the universe has to offer. Little gold diapers and diamond-studded socks and things like this. For there has never been in the history of the world a person this great, a birth this wonderful, not even close. This little baby is God lying in a food trough. And who would expect this? Indeed, it's a shock. And the shocking events continue. Luke is going to move from the manger to the field, to the shepherds that are there watching their flocks by night. Now, if you're a shepherd, there are a few things that you expect on a night. You expect the sheep to wander off. You expect a wolf to come and try to eat one of them or a thief to come along and steal a sheep. But here's something that you don't expect. (laughs) There were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were filled with fear. You would be afraid too, you know. This is a bit, you would say, unexpected. When the glory of the Lord comes, it's supposed to shine in the temple, not in the fields, not in a food trough, not in the manger. But if there's shock in this resplendent glory that shines all around the shepherds, the words that the angel speaks are even more shocking. The blessed preaching, the blessed gospel of this angel We have in these words that the angel speaks to the shepherd an explanation of what's happened down the street in Bethlehem. What's happened in the manger where the baby was born. What's been accomplished. The angel explains it. The angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. The angel declares it. This is good news. Not just for them, but for all the world. The Savior is born. The Messiah has come. The one and only who would rescue from sin and from death and from the devil is right down the street in a manger. But the most shocking words of all that the angel preaches, the most stunning words, the most unexpected words from the angel's mouth to these shepherds are these two little words for you. All of this is for you. Imagine it. There you are, an everyday run-of-the-mill shepherd. Night after night, you're, you're watching your flocks. But now, all of a sudden, the glory of the Lord is shining all around you and the angel is telling you that the Messiah is born, that the, that the Savior of the world is right down the street in a barn, and that all of this has happened for you. That's the real shock of Christmas. For the shepherds 
and for us. That all of these miraculous happenings, all of these stunning things, all that the Lord Jesus does in His birth and in His life and in His death, the miracle of God taking upon Himself your very flesh and blood, clothing Himself in your humility, coming to us in lowliness, even to death on the cross where you should be, all of this is for you. Wonder of wonders. It's for you. So it's no wonder that this is such a, a marvelous night. Just to make sure that the shepherds don't miss the preaching of the angel and to make sure we don't miss it either, the Lord sends a choir of angelic soldiers to preach and to sing what has happened. This is verse 13. And suddenly there was with the, with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those in whom He's pleased. I'm not sure, dear saints, and maybe I could have tracked it down, but I didn't. I'm not sure how many angels make up a host. That's a military unit. It's probably a large number. Maybe 100, 200? What do you think? Something like that. A division. Nor do I know how many the Lord means when He says that there was a multitude of hosts. Maybe a multitude means 50 or 100 or 1,000. But a multitude of hosts, we can know this, is a lot. Thousands upon thousands. And all of them are there singing to the shepherds, glory to God in the highest and peace to His people on earth. You, if you were that shepherd, wouldn't miss it. And the Lord does not want us to miss it either. For this baby, the child lying in a manger surrounded by cows and sheep is the glory of God and the peace of mankind. For this child, as shocking as his birth is, and as shocking as His teaching is, and as shocking as His miracles are, has something even more shocking than this left in store. And it is His death. The most shocking event of all. That this Jesus would suffer the penalty of our sins so that He could have peace between heaven and earth. So that He could forgive you your sins and have you in everlasting life. This, dear saints, is the most shocking and the most wonderful and fantastic thing of all. And it is for you. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, Guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.